How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. Hope you guys had a great weekend watching some very good football. Last night's game was crazy. Kind of rooting for the Bills there, to be quite honest with you. Wanted them to take down the Chiefs finally, but unfortunately, wide right strikes again. And now we're looking toward um, a nice, nice conference championship round next weekend before the Super Bowl. But the Yankees inching closer to spring training, my friends, and there's a lot to talk about. I'm going to discuss the upside of this outfield in this episode today. Personally, I think our outfield, I mean, you couldn't take a step forward as much as we have this offseason in terms of comparisons to 2023's unit to 2024's unit. We had IKF playing center field last year, guys. We had a whoever the hell showed up to play in left field, whether it was Jake Bowers or Billy McKinney or whoever was available. We had Franchi Cordero playing right field, my friends. This is not the same unit. This is not the same team, in my opinion. This outfield has the capacity to be the best offensive unit in the game. Um, <clears throat> let alone the astronomical difference in production we're seeing on paper and actual tangible results, this is a whole different unit, my friends. We're going to see production from this outfield that we haven't seen in maybe a decade. That's how good this unit is in terms of the bats we have. Now, we obviously know how good Aaron Judge is. We obviously know how good Juan Soto is. We'll discuss Alex Verdugo and you know the future of this outfield because Verdugo and Soto are on are in the final year of arbitration, so they're going to be free agents next year. And we have a couple prospects climbing the system right now that will be ready to take over one of those starting jobs, if not both, in a worst case scenario. But Ryan, before we dive into this outfield, how special it really could be. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great, you know, as you mentioned, with, you know, having great football. Again, every single week that passes means we are another week closer uh, to getting some Major League Baseball. Look, I know spring training isn't, you know, the most hyped up event in the world, but it's still baseball. And for any baseball diehard, it's an opportunity to also get some, you know, get a look at guys you usually don't get a good look at, like prospects and, and that much. When we saw Jason Dominguez in spring training, it almost kind of hinted. It was the it was the prerequisite to what was a special year for him. And I know he ended up with UCL surgery, but I think we saw it in spring training, Alex. When he had that incredible spring training, you kind of knew, yeah, the Martians here. There were talks about, are we going to see this guy this year? And it looked a little crazy at first, but we ended up seeing him this year. And honestly, he would have been their starting left fielder had he not gotten hurt. Let's let's be completely honest with ourselves. So their starting center fielder, excuse me, had he not gotten hurt. And the Yankees would have maybe even a better lineup if they had Dominguez healthy. And I'm very excited to get him back. But focusing on Spencer Jones here, who I imagine we'll see a lot of in spring training, he is a guy who, I mean, his reputation kind of precedes him. Him as a power hitter he has ridiculous raw power he had the tie for the uh, best average exit velocity in minor league baseball on baseball america's top 100 list at 93.8 miles per hour he is a ridiculous ridiculous athlete and it's not just the power it's the speed as well he had a home to third time of 11 feet per, per second. The only players at the major league level who accomplished that time or better from a home to third were Corbin Carroll, Ellie De La Cruz, and Jose Siri, who are some of the fastest players in baseball. And if you look at a guy like Ellie De La Cruz, kind of a physical specimen, right? We're like, how is this guy able to move as fast as he does and hit the ball as hard as he does? And a lot of people are going to say, well, Spencer Jones is 22 years old. Ellie De La Cruz is younger than Spencer Jones and reached the major leagues at a younger age. Well, to that I say, what is age versus experience, right? Why should I care how old a guy is if they're 22 or 23 or 21 if they don't have reps? 
Spencer Jones had Tommy John surgery after his 2020 season, didn't play much his first year in college. His second year of college, hampered by that UCL tear that happened over the summer, he did not get a full season of recovery. Um, and then his first full, like, healthy year, no UCL issues, no rehabbing, he goes off in college and builds his stock up as a first-round pick. Then this past year, it's his first year as a professional, and he put up good, not great numbers, but good numbers. And a lot of his profiles floated by the defense and base running. People ignore defense and base running and I have no idea why Alex if you're a good defensive center fielder and you've got great speed you're going to provide a lot of value outside of your bat and that floats your 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 floor that increases your ceiling if you look at your know, floor and ceiling here right how many MVPs can't do anything other than hit right like if you look at MVPs in this league usually they can do something other than hit or they're the best hitter in baseball it's one or the other what makes Aaron Judge a great player isn't just the fact that he had a 200 WRC plus in 2022 and hit 63 home runs and this past year hit like 37 home runs even though he missed a third of the year part of it is also the excellent defense he can play good defense defense center field he's an excellent defensive right fielder looking at other great players uh, across the league what makes Mookie Betts so great he's a gold glove right fielder and he hits great Acuna he still 70 bases right like Stuff like that floats your profile. It makes you more valuable. And looking at a guy like J Spencer Jones, the tools are excellent. Great defender, plus six defensive runs prevented in center field. Again, he stole 43 bases in 119 games at the minor league level. That's ridiculous. This is a tall guy. And look, if you guys were here checking out Fireside Yankees, you wouldn't have been shocked by this. Because Spencer Jones came on this podcast and said it himself. The most underrated aspect about his game is his speed and athleticism. So again, if you guys aren't tapped in with Fire Shining, if you guys aren't tapped in with us, you guys would have missed out on that. The, our viewers, you and I, Alex, we did not miss out on that because we were here for the interview and our viewers who got to see that great interview got to get that sneak peek and know that he was going to run the bases this year. So, you know, end of the day, he is a great athlete and I, I'm sorry, I don't want to throw out this Aaron Judge comparison because I think that's unfair, but... I mean, in terms of athleticism, I don't know if the Yankees have had a better athlete in their system since Aaron Judge. Look, when it comes to Spencer Jones, there's a reason that a lot of uh, the ranking systems have him as our number one prospect. Personally, I still have Jason Dominguez based on the fact he's two years younger and he's had a home run off of Justin Verlander. Actual results to me um, matter. However... Spencer Jones just has just as much potential. You know, if you look at his swing comparably to Aaron Judge, it's wildly similar. Like, he he must be working with the same hitting coach or, you know, whatever it is. I don't know. But I know um, Sam posted a comparison video between Judge and Jones, and their swings look identical, and Jones is a left-handed hitter. So... That short right porch in Yankee Stadium sure makes a lot of sense for him. Um, like you mentioned, 43 stolen bags in the minors last year. He's got insane athleticism. He is fast, he's agile, and he's six foot six and 235 pounds. This guy's generational power to go with it. If he can figure out that strike, that's you know, reducing that strikeout rate, getting on base a little bit more, being a little bit more patient, make a little, a little bit better contact, we're gonna see a really good freaking player next year climbing this system system and relative astronomical pace but Spencer Jones has been working a lot on you know increasing that launch angle getting underneath the ball producing more fly balls with his type of power producing fly balls is going to equal home runs and the Yankees want that so I expect him to take a pretty big step forward this upcoming season you know you you, you think he may start in double a I agree with that I think a couple weeks in double a see how he fares and then to triple a the thing is the Yankees don't need to rush him right because we have Verdugo and Soto right now there's I don't think we're gonna see Jones unless injuries take over in 2024 but 2025 like he could take over full-time in left field Jason Dominguez I don't even know how they get both these guys involved to be honest with you because Stanton's still there in the DH you know judge it, it's a lot of um 
bodies to go around in, in the outfield. But, you know, we haven't even mentioned Everson Pereira, who I think ends up being a trade piece in this entire equation because ultimately the Yankees just don't have enough, you know, they don't have enough reps to give around. There's too many bodies, too many mouths to feed. Um, so I do believe that right now Everson Pereira is probably the most likely to be traded. But Jones and Dominguez are something special, guys. I mean, even if we lose uh, Soto and Verdugo next offseason to free agency, you got two really high upside prospects that we're excited about to pair with Aaron Judge long term. And Jones can play center field at a high level. I'm fine with Jason Dominguez playing left field. But, you know, in a perfect scenario, I mean, imagine imagine an outfield that looks like Judge, Soto, and Dominguez long term, or, or Judge, Soto, and Jones, whichever one wins that battle. They're both going to be performing at a high level, in my opinion. It, whoever wins that battle is going to be ready to make an instant impact. So, you know, in your opinion, the future of this outfield seems like it's pretty much locked down offensively in, in terms of high, like high average, like a well above average offensive contributions. But I'll ask you this because, you know, Dominguez and Spencer Jones have different qualities of obviously Jones, um, a little bit more of an athlete, I'd say a little bit faster, you know, has a little bit more range to him. Um, do you see Jones as the future center fielder here over Dominguez? Personally, I, I would say yes. Um, I think I do see Jones both have now come. Well, I guess not recently, but Jones has had Tommy John surgery in the past. Dominguez obviously under underwent Tommy John surgery a couple months ago and I was rehabilitating. So both have had that injury. Um, I'm not really concerned about the arm strength there after that recovery, you know, timetable is up and they're expecting Dominguez to be back in the summer. But, you know, how do you see them fit, both fitting in this equation here? I think that Jones definitely fits center field a little bit more proficiently than uh, Dominguez, who I think actually is a perfect fit in left field. Yeah, it's not that the, Jason Dominguez isn't a good athlete. It's just a matter of Spencer Jones has better instincts. He has a better arm. He has more range. He's he's kind of, again, he's like naturally extremely gifted. He just has a lot of uh, athletic gifts that most people aren't afforded. We talked about this before where it's like Spencer Jones is 6'7", right? Like you shouldn't be able to move like that at 6'7". You know, if you look at some of the best defensive center fielders in baseball, a lot of them are shorter guys, right? You know, a, a unique advantage like Aaron Judge has is that he can go to right field and he doesn't even have to jump. He just kind of has to reach over and he can rob a home run, right? Um, you know, we've seen like uh, robberies where he legitimate. it looks like he just kind of tippy toes and just reaches over the wall and pulls the ball back. Um, or when it comes to like balls that uh, he has to get over his head or, you know, making diving catches or leaping grabs. Like those are things you have more range to work with. Jones also probably has the better arm. Like another thing he spoke about here, which again, guys, if you're not, if I mean, come on, if you're not typed in with Firestar Yankees, you missed out on all this stuff. But Spencer Jones talked about his arm strength as well. Like he has a background as a pitcher. His arm is probably great. I imagine that had he not gotten Tommy John surgery, there would have been questions about whether he should have come out of the draft as a pitcher or not. Um, but looking at Jason Dominguez here, I, I think the thing he has over Jones is I think he's just more offensively polished. And I am so impressed by the progression he made this year. And I, I just, I'm not, again, not calling people out, not singling anybody out. But to all the people who wrote the guy off after 2021, called the 2022 season a fluke for him. I mean, he entered this year with under 200 minor league games played. I think the exact number was 176. As a guy in his age 20 season, didn't get to play in the Dominican Summer League because of the COVID year, had legitimately a year and a half of minor league development before this year, and then reached the major leagues, right? It's not shocking that the guy developed his hit tool midway through the season. Um, as you mentioned, profile is better for left field, 100% agree, but... The offensive skill set here is, it's ridiculous. He had a 17.2% strikeout rate after the All-Star break. Not surprising. Like, it's not surprising his hit tool got better. His swing decisions are elite. 
around a 75% zone swing rate and a 28% chase rate, that's elite. When you've got an above average chase rate and a well above average zone swing rate, you're making great swing decisions. He's got great power as well. 91.4 average exit velocity, Alex. That's excellent. That was one of the best marks among amongst anybody in the uh, top 100 for Baseball America. Um, and again, like good speed. He sold 40 bases last year. Uh, I believe he had an, a better than 80% success rate. And like, I just, end of the day, man, I, I just... I need people to know that these are two really talented players, right? Like, sure, you know, they're not guaranteed to succeed. And maybe only one of the two translate into a legitimately great player or a good player. Um, but the Yankees have two ridiculously talented outfielders here and two guys who can anchor the future for a while. And they think I like the thing I like here is that between the two of them, the better defender is Jones and the better hitter is Dominguez, meaning Jones's value, he could be like a 100 WRC plus hitter, and he's still going to provide value because he's a good defensive center fielder, right? Jason Dominguez is the better hitter. He may not provide the defensive value, but since he's a good hitter, and of course, both these guys can steal a bunch of bases, they're going to float a lot of base running value. These are both most likely going to be positive contributors for you at the major league level, barring injuries that really uh, debilitate your ability to perform. I don't think Tommy John surgery is one of those for a position player. If it was like a back issue, a consistent back issue that would be concerning or like I don't know shoulder problems even like I I think shoulder problems are more concerning for pitchers and position players than elbow ones like people don't really talk about shoulder problems enough those are highly concerning I'll take an elbow issue over a shoulder one elbow issues are kind of random those kind of happen whenever you can't really do anything to prevent it um outside of just don't do anything stupid and even if you don't do anything stupid it still can happen um but end of the day like these are two also they're left-handed right one's a switch hitter and Jason Dominguez and the other one's left-handed this is like the Yankees have an opportunity to supercharge their lineup. Like we're, we're talking insert two young guys in their prime with great athleticism kind of has everything the Yankees are looking for. Both these guys could hit 30 home runs in a year. Both these guys could profile for the middle of any lineup. And in Dominguez's case, he profiles extremely well for the top of the lineup. And we don't know who the Yankees leadoff hitter is. I know it's supposed to be LeMayhew, but I, I think you agree with me here, Alex. Right now, the leadoff hitter is we'll wait and see. Like, I don't have a set leadoff hitter in mind right now, and I think Dominguez could end up becoming that. I know Volpe's in that conversation as well, but Dominguez, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the positive of having so many young, talented prospects. I mean, perfect scenario, perfect world. I think Volpe ends up taking that leadoff spot based on his speed. If he can get on base at a reasonable clip, you know, that ability to steal, a, you know, steal second base right off the bat, uh, pun intended, you know, you got Soto and Judge right right behind him. I mean, you're talking about guys that are going to hit home runs, extra base hits, you know, get on base via walks. Like, you're going to have the bases juiced to open games a lot of times. Like, we're going to see some pretty exciting first innings for the Yankees this season in terms of LeMahieu gets on base, Soto gets on base, and Judge ropes a home run, or Soto hits a home run. Like, we're going to go up. One, two, three, zero, a lot early in games. Think about the advantage that gives your starting rotation, especially for a unit that we're really not convinced is going to be like elite this season just yet. A lot needs to go right. Obviously, Rodon, Cortez need to bounce back. You need to have a, a better season from Clark Schmidt. Um, you know, there's a lot this needs to happen here. And, you know, Stroman has had his uh, limits with innings in the past. They, you know, that's why they built that player option to the want in, into the contract. He has to pitch 140 innings before that's triggered. So, you know, they've kind of worked around these things. But, you know, Cashman said it said it best. Like, we have a lot of faith in the rotation to bounce back, but that's not a great gamble. It's not a, the, not preferable, to say the least. So, 
We'll see how the Yankees keep going here. But the offense is going to be phenomenal. If I, if I was to guess right now, I think the offense is going to be straight up elite. Um, you know, going basically from the bottom to the top in one offseason, I think that's the capacity this team has. And some of these guys have played a lot of games. Like, at least we didn't go out and get two offensive pieces that were going to be injury-prone. Knock on wood, Verdugo and Soto are generally really healthy players. So, you know, that's a really good thing. Um, as I said, knock on wood, don't want to jinx that right now. But, you know, looking at the, the top of this order, like you said, imagine Dominguez switch hitting you know hitting home runs getting on base stealing some bags leading off in the future I mean come on guys like uh, there's a lot to be excited about with these prospects a lot of people question the Yankees farm system but clearly a lot of people like them they just acquired Juan Soto for a couple of their pitchers they you know they got Verdugo for guys who really probably weren't going to make much of an impact in the future um you know they could have but they were unproven obviously and then you know you look at some of our outfield prospects Jones Dominguez I mean Everson Pereira these guys are super valuable and we still have Chase Hampton who's one of our best arms and Will Warren who's a really quality player and Clayton Beater you know there's there's some really good pitchers and, and players in this farm system that um a a lot of people are disregarding and overlooking. So I'm excited to see how the Yankees continue to build this roster. I think that we have some really exciting young talent developing through the system. Um, in the outfield, what, what was a weakness is now a, could be a perennial strength. Um, just about the development of these guys and figuring out the equation long term. But guys, always happy to hear your perspective down below in the YouTube comment section. Make sure to like and subscribe as always. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.